super old people walking around, not walking around in, you know. You know, you have to buy those things. No, they, they don't come free, you know. You have to plunk down some cash. How much would you pay in your hard-earned money and dignity to ride around in one of those things for a couple hours? I'd run down a few people, make myself a fucking iron throne there. Pretty nice. Changing topics, I feel bad for dogs. You know? You have to take their shits outdoors. Last time I had to do that, I had to bring my own TP. Now, come to think of it, I don't feel bad for dogs. They have people purposely cleaning up the streets of their dog shit. They have fucking servants. God bless them. What a wonderful crowd we have here tonight. Blank faces staring back at me. Chris Bell smiling. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to take it to be a good thing. Yeah. There's a little phrase that I know doesn't get used very often. And the reason why is because nobody is as evil as this phrase will make them out to be. The phrase is three simple words, even for you. Like, Greg, it's a great haircut you have, even for you. Now that I've alienated him a little bit, let's move on to the next one. Ever get hit on by a woman in the tenderloin? It's never somebody who's on their way to work, that's for sure. It's always somebody super small, wearing clothes too big, swimming around in them. You know, the kind of person who would yell anything to get your attention and won't stop trying to get that attention. Yeah, then, all right. Here's an old one. I uninstalled McAfee antivirus. You know why? Because that fucking thing is the best fucking virus ever. Think about it. It's already on your computer. It's infected like half the shit that's on it. Telling you, you need to run another check. You know? You didn't fucking install in the first place. It was recommended to you. Somebody probably came onto your computer and said, Oh, yeah, you need this shit. So that it doesn't blow up. And it's a free fucking trial. Yeah, they're trying to get you to buy it. All right, now that my time's pretty much over, it's time for an ad. That's right, I'm gonna repeat to you the things that Pam told you. Yeah, how exciting is that for you? I am gonna be the proud producer of a fine show the next first Wednesday of the month. It's gonna be a while, so. Keep your pants on. <laughs> and that show will be brought to you by JustMeAndChicks.com. That's right, JustMeAndChicks.com. Listen a little bit closer. JustMeAndChicks.com. Lady in the back. That one's for you. Yeah, first applaud on the closer. Yeah. Hey, keep it going, everybody. It's Ed and yay! Yay and then yay! So this is the part of Joke Workshop where you guys tell Ed Ant what you think about his jokes. Uh, We have a couple different microphones open. Feel free to saddle up to any one of those uh, and let him know uh, what he can do 
to, to take that smooth, sultry voice and parlay it into some great applause breaks. I'm always looking to improve, Pam. No, yeah, I, um, uh, the, the voice, man, I, like you're, you talk slow, but I think you just need to do a little more pausing after things. It's, it's, it's a very, 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 very cool voice, like you were saying, like it, it, it captures you a little bit. So I would say just a little more pausing, and I think that would uh, do wonders. Yeah, man, but I mean, the material is there, man. Thank you. Yep. Come on, you lazy comedians. I know it's hot out. I miss a little bit. Chris has something to say. Chris has something to say. You smiling is always good, Mr. Ed Ant. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. I really like you. I like watching you. I like the scooter bit. All right. I didn't know you had to pay for that stuff, though. You do. I would just steal one. You can, but then you'd be walking around in whatever the hell they plopped onto the chair there. Yeah. But I guess if you're going to lose your dignity on paying for one, might as well just give it all up and steal it, right? Fair enough. Yeah. It's a solid point right there. Just think about being a thief. Oh, right. You can lie in comedy. It doesn't always have to be truth when you're telling stories. You can actually make anything up that you want. Uh, and that's and that works too. Does anyone else have any comments? That means everyone must have really loved your set. Hey, everybody, clap your hands wildly. It's Ed and yay! Hey, join him. I think it's going to be like October something for his first show here uh, at MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Uh, your next comedian hails all the way from Los Angeles. He's decided to join us here. We've been enjoying his sets very, very much. You guys are going to enjoy him too. Hey, if you want to take notes, do it. Even if you want to hop on up to that front seat so it gives you the pressure of knowing that you are definitely on the panel. Uh, otherwise, we can be loose. It's okay, loosey-goosey today here on the Joke Workshop. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Chris Bill. Thanks. My friend... He, he was telling me the way, the way to a person's heart is gifts, just, just gifts that really mean something to them, gifts that come from your heart. And it was very sweet hearing that from, from him. But like most sweet things, it's a lie because <laughs> I think we all know the, the way to anybody's heart is a, is a knife, you know, right? And that's so true. I should have stuck to being a surgeon. I would have been, I would have killed at a surgeon, Mike. Hey, fellow doctors. We all know the way to a person's heart is a, it's a nice little scalpel. Cut it right up, pull it out. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Any of you guys have been reading uh, Plato's Allegory of the Cave? The, that thing? Oh, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful little story that Plato made up in his head. It's a weird thing, a lot of philosophers made up all their stuff in their head, I guess, but well, we believe it anyways. But anyways, if you haven't read it, it doesn't matter because you're in it, I think. We're all in the cave. Because the whole thing about Plato's Allegory of the Cave is he says, imagine these guys were born in a cave, three of them, and their whole reality is looking at these shadows and that's what they believe. And then one day, one of the guys, he leaves the cave, he gets out, he's unchained, and he sees the sun and the moon and that he realizes that's reality, that's the real thing. And he comes back down and says, guys, this is not real, the shadows are fake. Up there, that's what's real. And they say, dude, you're crazy. If we weren't chained, we'd kill you. They're threatening to kill him. And I'm like, that's 
I live, we live in that because I, I went to go watch like a really good movie, like Let the Right One In or something, and I went to my friend and said, guys, there are better movies out there than The Avengers. They look at me, say I'm crazy, and threaten to kill me if it wasn't against the law. You know, it's all, it's a cave. It's a big cave. If I left Southern California, came, went to like Montana, came back and said, guys, there's weather out there. You say I'm crazy threatened to kill me. If I was president of the United States, went to the Middle East, came back and said, guys, they don't all want to bomb us. They'd be like, you're crazy. We should kill you. They all want to bomb us. Live in a cave, allegory of the cave. Should I have mentioned philosophy during doing stand-up? I once quoted Stalin during stand-up because I wanted to make people, because I said, Stalin, he once said, um, what do you say? If you kill a thousand people, uh, it, it doesn't matter. But if you kill one person, it's a tragedy, and that's why it's a, it's, a, it's a thing. It's like we we I forgot that joke. That was an old joke. I remember I, when I quoted Stalin. Thanks, Pam. Um, so yeah, one more in. Oh yeah, my first day of college, or not first. My first my freshman college year. Um, we I had this comms class and. Our first assignment was to give this speech, introducing ourselves to everyone. And this one guy, he went up and he laid out his soul for us. He was like, I struggle with life and anxiety. And I'm in the back just judging him for pouring his heart out in front of everyone, because that's something I could never do. And he was just talking. And then he said, I, he compared himself to a jar of pickles and said, I am like a jar of pickles, hard to open up. But once you get me open, it's worth it. And I couldn't help but be in the back of the class and just yell out, yeah. But what if I don't like pickles? And then the whole class just laughed, unlike you guys. And they, he looked at the teacher, and she was laughing, and he looked down in shame. And in that moment, I was like, oh, man, we do live in a fucked up world. And I can rule it someday, you know, just with my little comments. Thank you guys for your time. Keep it going for Chris Bill. Yes, stay up there, Chris. Time for you to get comments from the group. Uh, I would like to start with that last joke would be really cute and it seems like you have a really good opportunity for an act out in that you can do this guy's voice with the pickle jar and it could be annoying or it could be a something. But I think that you kind of already set it up as an act out and just didn't do it that way. Okay, yeah. And you might get a little, it will show us a different like slide of your personality, you know, yeah. to see what you do when you're like, quote unquote, acting. Yeah, yeah. You know? All right. Who else has comments for Chris Bill? Jump up to the microphones. Come on. Yeah. That's how this works. Well, I really enjoyed your first joke about uh, the quickest way to a man's heart is with a knife. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I just think if you just punch up the delivery towards the end, I don't even think you need the tag about surgeons. Yeah, it's... Uh, riffed it just yeah, uh, it yeah, like, just yeah. Well, we all know the fast way to a man's heart it's with a knife and just boom. stick it at that and yeah. move on cool thanks man jump up there Trina yeah yeah running the gauntlet well I agree with him about that first joke it's just that that's a Roseanne Barr joke it is oh, oh. that's why we have these mics thank you no yeah thank you so much yeah yeah, thanks. Also, I think we need more philosophy in comedy, so okay. I support that. Okay. And then your last joke is awesome. I think it just needs edited 
Get to the point. All right. I mean, what happens when you... I've had that happen before, too, where I had a joke where the punchline was chastity belt, which is pretty obvious, I mean, or chastity pelt, like when you have really big pubic hair, and I thought, I'm the most creative person alive. I came up with chastity belt. And then it's been an internet joke for like seven years. So <laughs> yeah. you've got to... Sometimes when you come up with really good shit, you got to check it yeah, on the yeah, internet. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't like to do it either because I like to think I'm brilliant. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I also... Or you wanted to give him a call? Uh, yeah, a I wanted to comment. I just wanted to say that, uh, uh, like the woman before Pam said, you should always you should try to bring up more philosophy, the uh, more intelligent ideas that you have, the more you should share them. Yeah. Just as a, you know, I yeah. Do it. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Thanks. Huzzah! Yay! Crystal! Yay! Uh, so you guys listen to the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. This next comedian, he's been with, hanging out with us all day, and it's just been a joy. Uh, he left us for a while to go to Seattle, but he's back for a little bit of time. So you guys get to enjoy him right now. Put your hands together. It's Mauricio. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, my name is Mauricio. I'm from Mexico, Mexicali, in Portland, Oregon, which means like a great game of murder, kidnapping, and hacky sack. What is up, Mutiny? All right, nice. Uh, one thing I like talking about right now is I got stranded by watching something I didn't want to watch on TV at the bar. It was NASCAR. Man, I hate NASCAR, guys. I gave it a fair chance. I can't do this anymore. The one thing that I hated about this NASCAR special was like they made such a big deal that Jeff Gordon's about to retire. It's like, man, the man's like 40 years old. It's like, is there an age limit where you can't drive in a circle anymore? You know? <laughs> It's like, what does it mean when like a NASCAR guy retires? Like, is he never gonna touch a steering wheel for the rest of his life and get a moped? You know? It's like, and I hate when they're like always asking for the strategy, and it takes like 30 minutes, right? They're asking him for the strategy, and uh, right away, ah, damn it, you guys figured it out. Cool. All right. Ask him for the strategy, and it always takes like 30 minutes. Hey, what was your strategy on winning this big race? I'm like, I want him to be real about this. He's like, well, you know, I went to juvie when I was 14. My father took me out to the wood chipper, <laughs> like, you know, woodshed. <laughs> Damn it, this is one of those nights. All right, throwing up. All right, here we go. One thing I like talking about right now is, uh, well, I don't like talking about it. I ran into my ex. She came back from Nepal. And the way I ran into her is she was a part of, like, this big art festival that I like going to, and she was one of the artists, right? And like I was looking at this art, like, you know, oh my God, she's back. I was looking at it for a while, right? And as I'm looking at it, like my friend comes up to me. He's like, man, you're really looking at this painting for a while, man. How does it make you feel? I was like, it makes me feel like someone ripped my heart out, put it on the ground and stepped on it, right? And the brush strokes are pretentious. <laughs> and the one thing that frustrates me, it's like the universe didn't answer my prayer. Like I really wanted her to get hit by a pebble across the cheek, you know? At that earthquake in Nepal. Yeah, she came back just fine. So I was like, God dang it, man. Didn't answer my call, you know? That's one thing I like talking to. Is like, dude, one thing that pisses me off is I finally think that Mother Earth is racist. Is that fair to say? Like, it only gives hurricanes and attacks to Asia right now. Have you guys noticed that? It's like, dude, give something to San Francisco, right? Give something to England. It's like, let's spread this thing out, make it look even, right? And I hate when people are like, well, in London, they went through the Black Plague. I was like, well, it's not my fault they didn't wash their hands, okay? 
All right, funnier in my head. <laughs> yeah. All right, brown person laughed. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Chris Canaster, don't look at me, man. <laughs> Any pressure. Man, that's the one thing that always frustrating. It's like, I hate when you run into your ex, like you're trying not to look in her direction, right? And like, and I like that my brain's telling me like to calm me down. Mauricio, you are drinking a 40 of Budweiser right now, the king of beers. You're drinking like a king. You're doing way better now. Way better, right? It's like, and you're hanging out with this Mexican guy that looks really dangerous that's standing right behind you, man. You're doing way better, you know? But you just want to run up to her and hug her, right? And like right away you have to grab that bottle of liquor and drink and then my friends are like, man, are you drinking because you're sad? I was like, yes, motherfucker. I'm not drinking because I'm happy. That would be a waste of time, you know? <laughs> oh. Thank you. <laughs> oh, um... Hollywood is demoralizing our children. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I felt that was a good closer. Are, are, you, are you done? Oh, yeah. Sure, why not? I guess now he has. Yay! Yeah, Mauricio, oh, yay! <laughs> Ed, Ed Ant is learning the, uh, the algorithms of uh, the comedy set, so he's, uh, he's doing actually a really great job for his first time being behind the ones and twos. Oh, uh, nice. Hey, up front, we have comments for Mauricio. Who has them? Jump up to the mics. Mm. Come on, you guys. No one has anything to say to Mauricio? I have something to say. I'd say it. <laughs> Your first joke about NASCAR driver retiring yeah. and you, you needed to build up the whole uh, him getting a moped so that he'd never be behind a wheel again. I, I thought that was a good joke. I just didn't think that you delivered all that well on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe for the NASCAR thing, you're like, maybe Dale Earnhardt, or Dale Earnhardt ruined it for everyone. Oh, yeah. Too soon. So, like, maybe like, you why? Okay. I can't hear you. I can't hear <laughs> Did he die or something? Yeah, he went into the yeah. wall. Oh. Yeah, he died. The junior or the original one? The original one. Oh, okay. It's a junior shit. That's a big deal. Yeah, too soon? Was it the 9-11 of NASCAR? Yeah. Is that that joke? <laughs> I think that... There's a tag for you. <laughs> I think that the second mic got loose. I didn't think I heard that. Or your comment, Greg. Sorry. Hmm. You guys are like the most silent uh, group uh, ever. So. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of us, too. I know. You guys are you supposed have, to have uh, things have, to you say. Have you, have, you have very beautiful eyes. Oh, sort of thanks, thing. man. I appreciate that, man. Wow. Are, you, are you actually Buddhist or a fake Buddhist than me? Oh, a real one. Right. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what we've got is that he's a real Buddhist and he has nice eyes. Anybody have anything to say about his jokes? <laughs> I'll take it. Wow. In all honesty, the uh, I think maybe just a little punch up on the delivery of stomping on the heart for the uh, encounter with your ex. That was a great joke, I thought. And then, boom, and your brush jokes are fucking pretentious. Yeah, yeah. What were you going to say, Ethan? Oh, yeah. I really feel like you secluded half the crowd by mentioning Budweiser <laughs> in the joke. This is the Mission District, after all. God damn it, man. They drink it across the street. Change it to PBR in the yeah. set. For this <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> 
right on. Any other uh, things about uh, Mauricio's beer choices or uh, his lovely eyes, haircut, anything? Everybody likes his Che Guevara shirt. Shall we just break it down to that? Yes. Yay, clap wildly, Mauricio! Your next comedian here on the Joke Workshop is going to throw four minutes at you, and they're going to be great. Uh, I'm excited to hear what he has to bring us. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Greg Gettle. All right. How are we doing, everybody? All right. Labor Day weekend. We're having a good time. Also, give it up for Pam. Uh, this food's amazing. Uh, that was absolutely uh, brilliant. Very, very good stuff. Um... So I was uh, Labor Day week. I went out with some good-looking people, <laughs> and I'm, like I was like the ugly one in the group. <laughs> and uh, we went to the bar, and they were like hitting on people. And you know that saying, "There's plenty of fish in the sea." I feel like that saying came was brought to you by a guy that was very, very good-looking. <laughs> you know, because like it's true for them. <laughs> But for me, I feel like if, I, if it was me coming up with that saying, I'd be like, there's plenty of fish in the sea that are not interested in my worm. He <laughs> 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 needs to use a different bait. <laughs> it's, it's my penis. Um, I've never done meth, because I feel like I haven't met the right woman. <laughs> I watch a lot of Intervention. Yeah. And all the, have you seen the people that smoke meth on these shows? Ugh. You know, but like, I feel like a, I feel like a, a dime, or like, who am I kidding, a dime? And like at eight, <laughs> I met at a bar, I was like, wanna smoke some meth? I'd be like, all right. <laughs> Just haven't met the right person. I don't know. I think we've come very far as a society. I really do. Like, uh, just with everything that's going on. And, like, I was watching Animal Planet. And do you know how popular rape is in the animal kingdom? (laughs) (laughs) It is a much bigger issue. (laughs) It's everywhere. (laughs) And I just feel like we're we're coming along. We're not, like, fully over that, but, like, I think we're growing as people. And I just feel like I'm kind of scared because I I consider myself a pretty open-minded person. I really do. But I know that, like, if I have kids or grandkids... They're going to be much more open-minded than I am. Because the same way I'm more open-minded than my racist-ass grandparents. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the diet, like, I'm, I'm kind of scared, too. I just feel like I, 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 I picture this in the future. Like, me yelling at my grandkids. I'm like, I don't care. You have to fall in love with someone that's a, that's a living creature. And they're like, no, Grandpa. You're so close-minded. <laughs> I'm like, back in my day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I got I got in trouble for smoking a cigarette in front of a place that said no smoking within 20 feet, and I didn't have my tape measure, <laughs> so I just smoked as is. And they're like, you can't do that here. And I was like, I think you're underestimating <laughs> what you can do out here. <laughs> you you can really get away. When they say no smoking apartment, you can totally smoke in there. <laughs> it's totally fine. Nothing happens. Same thing when they say, like, no U-turn. You can definitely make a U-turn there. <laughs> it's, no one dies. Um, we'll end up with this. This is going to sound like a hack-ass joke. Yeah, um, but I, 
There was a marathon of To Catch a Predator on a couple weekends ago, like two Sundays ago. There was a marathon of To Catch a Predator. And I never really watched it. It was kind of before my time, like a little bit. And I was watching it, the marathon, and like five hours into the marathon, I realized I had a couple, pe- I had a couple problems with the people that went on the show. <laughs> like besides the whole trying to fuck kids thing. <laughs> like that's for sure, right? Uh, but like two other problems. Like the guys that go on the show, they have no idea who Chris Hansen is. <laughs> and I'm not saying I fuck kids, guys. But if I did, I feel like that'd be a face to know. <laughs> you know, like do a little Googling child fucking, holy shit, there's a show about trying to catch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second problem I, I have is when they, they're introduced to Chris Hansen. <laughs> Chris is like, what are you doing here? And they're like, I'm here to game out, play some video games. And then he whips out the transcript and, and he's like, oh, I, have, I have proof that you're here to do other things. And, they, and they're like, ugh. <laughs> and they don't have a plan B. And like, fucking kids is a felony, you know? Like, you should probably go with something besides the, the I don't know, you know what I mean? We don't have any child fuckers in the crowd, right? <laughs> All right, cool crew, cool group, guys. Because uh, I thought the best plan B, like just in case the whole video game thing doesn't work, it's a felony, you know? Like, it's like, okay, I know, I, I know what the transcript says, Chris. <laughs> I know your name, because uh, I Googled you, and uh, <laughs> I know it looks bad for me, but just like hear me out. Like it's, it's been a rough couple of months. Like I lost my job recently, and uh, on top of that, my wife she took the the kids to her mom's. You know, like we're probably gonna get divorced. And I admit that I've been like I've been really alone and really depressed. And uh, I admit that I was and, and I admit that I was talking to a girl online. She did admit to, admit that she was 13 years old, but she also told me her parents weren't gonna be home. So my plan was, I swear to God, I swear to God, I was gonna come over here, you know, sweet talk her a little bit, send her up to her room, and then rob the shit out of these people. Because <laughs> you don't get as many years uh, for robbery, and you don't get your ass beat as much in prison for it. Um, that's a great joke. Uh, it's a great joke. I'm, I'm scared to say it, especially on like, on the radio, because I feel like someone's going to hear this, and in a couple years they're going to bring back to catch a predator, and someone's going to use my joke, and I'm going to call my mom and be like, holy shit, mom, I made it. Uh, <laughs> people know my jokes. Uh, uh, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. Give it up for Yay! Right. Greg Gettle, stay up there. Uh, we have comments from the people. Uh, I would like to start with, uh, I loved your opener with the fish in the sea, and uh, and it was self-deprecating and lovely, and finally a rape joke that I like. I really <laughs> liked your rape joke. So I really, it made me laugh. It's the animal kingdom. <laughs> yeah. It's a big problem. I love it. it uh, that was really funny. So those I, are my two comments. I was kind of surprised that you didn't have a callback. Like, maybe there are some fish that rape other fish. You know, there's a possibility of that. It's the animal kingdom. <laughs> Fish on fish rape. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, we need fish for food. So that's not a big. Pr- I mean, it is a problem, but uh, <laughs> we have we have also been killing a lot of fish, for, so we need more fish. So this is like the only time I say rape, fish, rape, <laughs> keep raping, so we can eat. Um, that's funny. <laughs> anything else, guys? Oh, right. oh wait. Lauren's coming up. Hey. Right. Hey, Lauren. Cool. Come on down. <laughs> Skipper. Oh, you better, no, you bring that up. We don't need a, yeah, we'll list that, just like that. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I love the fish, plenty of fish in the sea. Cool. That was great. And that's, 
I thought you could um, expand and explore both of those. Definitely. There's, there's lots of room for that for growth there. Right on. They're really good. And could you I loved your... Chris Hansen Face to Know <laughs> and the Act Out with Grandpa and the kids. Yeah. I thought you could do that more too. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, uh, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Were you, were you going to say something or? Just more to, to raise the uh, microphone. Maybe if your bait isn't working, you could switch to jail bait. No. Oh, if he's talking no. about fish. No. That's the worst But then it actually combines it together. If yeah, you bring not, in the not, raising of the fish for. joke, and then you talk about the Chris Hansen stuff. Right, so if it's the bait, you've got it. You can bring it all together. You can bring the raping of the fish and eating of the fish we'll into see. the sky it's with a, the fish with the tail. It's, it's a lot of putting on the fish there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen you in a little while, and those are all new jokes to me, and mm-hmm. uh, they're all, I think they're all fucking all great. Uh, the only, just like a little a little stutter and stammer a little bit, and whatever that I do all the time, too. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, that was fucking great, man. I'd want cool, to man. Lift on a positive note. Good shit. productive crowd here on all the joke workshop on uh, Labor Day weekend. There's still more pork tacos left. You guys should eat those. Our next comedian is a hilarious lady. Uh, She gave some great comments on on the last set. She was just part of the Hilarious Comedy Festival in Seattle 2015. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together. It's Lauren Kraut. Thank you. You hear me okay? All right, I have some new stuff. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. I'm so not a sexual person. Please don't all gasp at once. <laughs> it's hard for me to comprehend how I'm not still a virgin. I had sex people with other people more than once. And I stand before you today and I'm able to say, I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> either time. <laughs> Why don't they give you a manual or something? Insert tab A into slot B until you feel overwhelmingly guilty. (laughs) Thank you. My parents didn't tell me about sex. Mr. Rogers is more sexual than my parents. Goddamn arm. (laughs) No, you can swear all you want. Oh, good, okay. (laughs) At least he put his fist inside a puppet once in a while. My parents wouldn't even use cookie jars. They said they were too sexually suggestive. You couldn't get my mother to say the word out loud. I know you're curious, but I don't really feel comfortable talking about se, se, se. All I asked was, what's a Cleveland steamer? (laughs) I had to hear about it in the streets, in the streets. So here's what I know. It starts with the exchange of money. Weeping is involved. And the night ends with your parents bailing you out of jail. Oh, Lord, that was your college tuition money. My mother talks very high. And nobody's going to tell you about lesbian sex, because nobody knows. They think they know. They mention vibrators and scissoring and mayonnaise, and they think they've got it down. (laughs) But they don't. How do lesbians do it? Don't ask. Lesbians don't even know how we do it. We just close our eyes and hope for the best. You know what I'm talking about. I don't think about sex that often, but when I do, it's always a surprise, and usually totally inappropriate. Okay, I'm going to need a dozen eggs, a pound of sugar, and the biggest dick you have. Oh, no, sorry. 
Or I'll think about motorboating the barista's breasts. It'll just pop into my head while I'm waiting for my latte. Yeah, now it's in your head. You're welcome. <laughs> and for a lesbian, I spend an awful lot of time contemplating penises. I'm just trying to f figure them out is all. I've only seen a few, so it's mostly a guessing game with me. Where do the batteries go? <laughs> Does it use the same technology as those pop-out thermometers on turkeys? <laughs> In all honesty, if my genitalia were hanging outside of my body, I'd never leave the house. <laughs> I don't understand straight sex, though. How do your periods sync up? How does that work? <laughs> How does a man lie down without crushing his balls? Aren't you worried about that all the time? They're so fragile. Thank you. Here's more. Oh, no, I'm gonna do something else. Um, do I, I still have time? Yeah, you got time. Um, where are my pot smokers at? Yay! Yay! Don't you love how comedians say that? You never hear us asking where my deadbeat dads. Where are my pedophiles at? Which we asked before. <laughs> Who's gonna vote for Ted Cruz? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I smoked a lot of weed in my 20s. Not so much anymore. Until I went to Las Vegas last month and my roommate had some. This was good weed. This was like crack where you inhale and you're high on the exhale. I wouldn't know, I tried crack once. <laughs> Don't judge me. But my. A roommate, she gave me something to take home, so I went out and bought a pipe, those little mesh screens that you put in the pipe, and a lighter. The sales lady asked if I was buying the pipe for medical or recreational use. I was too embarrassed to say, lady, I get high because it makes me forget I'm bad at math, have trouble making correct change, and I work as a cashier. <laughs> oh, it's medicinal. I tell you, there's nothing worse than a 50-something-year-old hippie getting reacquainted with pot. I'm getting high after breakfast. I get high three, four, nine times a day. <laughs> I was worried about it. I told my therapist because I thought I was becoming addictive. She didn't think it was cause for concern. You're not hurting anyone. I wouldn't worry. Is it interfering with work? No. Is it interfering with comedy? No. You're not high now, are you? Uh, would that be a problem? <laughs> I have an addictive personality. I'm OCD. It says that in the name. This person is obsessive. Watch out. I should come with a warning label. Full disclosure, I wrote this joke stoned. I edited it stoned, and I'm stoned right now. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's cultural concern. <laughs> Sound the alarm, that old hippie dyke is out buying the bowl of good weed. <laughs> Somebody stop her before she hijacks a cable car and e eats up Daily City. Okay, that's my time, thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Lauren Kraut, yay! Comments from the peanut gallery, just jump right on up there to the thing. I know it's hard because she writes really good jokes, but you guys get get on up there, give her compliments. Everybody likes the old tippy dyke and all of her stuff. Chip, uh, do you have anything to say, Jonathan, darling? So the last two people should go up. Well, every does anyone have any comments? I mean, it was great stuff, but I mean, I would say obviously you it's new stuff because you were on script, and there's some timing issues that'll come when you're not you know, when it's memorized, but I think the bones are all, we can all agree the bones are all pretty rad, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, there's really nothing that we can, I mean, I all the punchlines were there. I like yeah, Bo Troxker is going to jump up and say something. Uh, 
So just really two comments. Uh, one was uh, I really like the fisted a puppet joke, the Mr. Rogers fist puppets. Um, I think you could go on, you, you could have like another line or so there about him, uh, the, the non-sexual things that Mr. Rogers does that taught you about sex. Um, and then on the other thing is like there's a possibility of a pun when you are talking about hijacking, you know, uh, when you're like hijacking a, a cable car, it could be, you know, I, I don't know what a high person taking a car would be, but they'd be real passive about it, you know. Oh. Um, and so they. You mean like an What? Yeah. Could you raise yeah, yeah, the mic? That's possible as well too. Like I think that would also make it better. But uh, yeah, I thought everything was good. There was a lot of punchlines and. It was, yeah, like she said, it's, it was a first rough draft through, but, you know, it was the skeleton was there, punchlines were there, I thought it was really good. All right, I got, I got a comment uh, with the Mr. Rogers fist scene. Uh, that, that's why the puppets listen to him so well. <laughs> like, that's why they listen, that's why they listen to him. That's Because <laughs> they have to. Uh, Jet Black on the, on the I think, mic. I think you should go deeper into men's balls. Like, I think it would be funny to hear you just, like, what happens when you lay down? Don't you squish them and then just keep going? And like, you know, like what about Mr. Rogers' balls? Like, you know what I mean? If you just kept going to balls, like I think it, I think it's funny. Yeah. Like just because you don't see it coming, I think it would be really funny. Like just an innocent thought of a woman who's never had balls. It's not that she's never had balls; it's that she chooses not to have them. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You just said no. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, it's not no. Like she's unfamiliar with them. It's just she chooses. To oh, I thought you meant she cho chose to have balls. No, no, no. Not no, like no, in her no, hand, no. as in like on her body. It's not a fucking choice, Pam. This is going way too far with this woman shit. Sorry. Go ahead. I really good. That's what that look was. What the no, fuck are you no, talking no. about? No, no, no. I'm just saying that, like, she's a, you know. Anyways, I, I, I enjoyed all your jokes. Is everybody? Can we all clap again? Joke Workshop, MutinyRadio.fm, every Monday, 6 to 8. Our next comedian, he uh, is a genius. I don't know if you guys know about that. He, uh, he engineered the wall there behind you, and uh, he knows about wood and termites and shit. He can knock things and be like, what, that's a problem. Uh, he's, and, and he's also a very funny guy. So uh, put your hands together. I'm indebted to him forever. It's Ethan Albers. Yay! Yeah, I know about wood, guys. You hear that? Real manly. <laughs> I love that. Every time I go up here, she brings that up, closet or whatever. It's just, I can build a closet. Then I can go in and hide. Hi, guys. High five. No, not like that. Oh. We're all obsessed with living forever. We all want to be remembered forever. The internet's not going to be here. It's going to go away. But yet we all are obsessed with being remembered of stupid photos and shit we put on there. It's not going to last, man. None of it's going to last. You know what lasts? Pollution. So if you want to be remembered, pollute. <laughs> and I'm, saying not, I'm not saying like, you know, you guys aren't going to remember me for my awesome comedy or anything else. You're gonna remember me as the person who killed all ducks. <laughs> Just right, wipe the fucking earth clean of those little rapey animals, right? That's a way better way to be remembered. Duck killer. First one. Oh. 
Oh, that's all I need. Yeah, because I'm already fucking translucent, right? Just the fucking whitest, the whitest guy, the, the guy that glows in the dark needs fucking light and bright daylight. Oh fuck, Jesus. I, I, I don't know. Like I hear a lot of people complain about population. They're worried about population control. Greg Gettle, he's one of them. Uh, a lot of people are worried about that. They actually worry about it. The current population will fit roughly in the area of Los Angeles, elbow to elbow. But I say, fuck it. It's not good enough. It's not. The Mayans had it right. Voluntary, daily executions and sacrifices, guys, to keep life in a frontal lobe of consciousness, to remind you that you're here and now, not someplace else. That's perfect. I love that. That's amazing. See, it knew. That's fucking awesome. It is. Let's bring it on. Yeah. It's there to remind us that it's in our frontal lobe, right, to live. I like that, but I like, I like the idea, I like the idea of doing voluntary sacrifices, but as you get older, your odds get better. I like that idea. I could already tell you this, you guys already have a lot of comments on this one. Imagine that. Happy birthday, Janice, happy 40th, one in five chance now, one in five chance of being murdered. <laughs> you need that, I think that's good. Keep you on your toes, right? Every day. Where are we going next? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll go down that road. Why not? Um, my girlfriend, she fucking yells at me all the time. Uh, uh, the other day, I caught her yelling at me. She's like, listen to me. Listen to me. What will it take for you to listen to me? And I think about that for a little while, then I realized, a gun. <laughs> Everybody listen to somebody with a gun, right? She could yell at me all she wants, but if she starts waving a 38, I'm going to remember to rebag the trash can, okay? <laughs> Everybody remembers a gun. We're not... I'm going to go down... I have one part of the joke. I'm going to go down this other avenue. Um, I don't think, you know... Anybody... I think we're stupid if we think that we've, we've come this far we're at the end of like an evolutionary scale. Like, it's not going to go on further. Like, the fact that we think we're smarter than the animal kingdom is idiotic. It's completely fucking idiotic. Like, the way we operate, try going and telling a monkey that you're going to lock him out of his tree for not paying rent. It doesn't make sense. Really, uh, the thought was a lot better when I was high and I was up at like 2 in the morning. No, that does, it does bother me. Um, I don't know, like... I don't, like, the, the whole thought process that man is like, because we, we have consciousness, we can think about stuff. I'm getting deep today, by the way. Uh, that we, we're better than the animal kingdom, right? That's not fair. A lion is powerful, with big fucking teeth, and they don't get to be on top. That's not fair. A computer programmer's on top? No, that doesn't make sense. Give it back to the lion, I say. Give it back to that little fucker right there, that little yeah. wolf. That's been my time. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Ethan Albers and uh, get ready to give him comments right now. Comments. Comments. Yeah. Joke workshop comments. Here comes Botrox Claire. Yay. Botrox Claire. Hey, what's up, Ethan? Uh, oh, I really like sexy? that. I really like that pollution joke. Um, Duck one's good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I thought two things about it. <laughs> One is that. Uh, <laughs> 
you should you should phrase the punchline as like uh f- you know like fuck being remembered for like the ice bucket challenge or something like that. I want to be remembered for oh, killing yeah, 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 all yeah. ducks. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe a couple more examples of like what small acts of pollution you know you would commit. Just one. Sure. Yeah. Just one. Ducks. Just killing ducks. Just, just duck aside. Just poisonous bread. Okay. That's right. <laughs> See, that's fucking funny. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Lots of start of it. Damn. Um, look at that. Copy uh, machine. Watch out. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Come on. Break, dude. There's like a good three minutes. It wasn't funny. Come on. Go in there. Get deep. <laughs> no, I, I, with I a knife. You, I don't know if you gave up on the population control jokes about how you know you're. Uh, you killed or whatever. 100% right there. I agree right right away. I need to commit 100% more because it's some serious stuff to kill people. And I want, because I like the idea of that. Uh, Same boat. I'm fucking signing me up for the newsletter, dude. Uh, But there's a bunch of examples. My fucking stupid (laughs) shitty one or whatever. Be like, oh, it makes you a better neighbor. Because, you know what I mean? Like, you have to do right in your community, in this village or just whatever. Because they're going to fucking kill somebody. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like. Oh, you can borrow my my, that, my mower. And that is a great yeah. Month. Like Makes, just remember that you know I was cool with you like not returning my mower. Yeah, don't, don't. And, or just shit like that. There's a there's a wealth of I'm a, I want to steal that joke because there's a bunch of jokes that you can make. You can really stretch that into three four minutes, man. That's great joke. And uh, you know who I stole I it from? I stole it from Greg Gettle because he talks about killing old ladies, and I said <laughs> I had a better flip so on all it. All in the, the fuck population. Yeah. It's a good one. Like this. So the the crux of your joke is that the older you get. The, your odds go down. Well, so it's like because when you're what, 80, it's one in two that you're going to yeah. get. Well, th- I don't know necessarily. Maybe it'll be like a fucking roulette and it'll, like, it'll bounce back or something. Yeah, sure. But I like the idea because it keeps you on your toes yeah, like moral, as you get older. Like to quote, to quote my girlfriend, like there's, we make too many exceptions for old people. Like uh, we, we look the other way when somebody's being a racist fucking prick. They've lived longer. They should know better. Right? An older person should know better. Don't make excuses for them. Ignore them. Yeah. But don't ignore them. You have to confront them. That's what we do. We ignore no, them no, on no, the bus. Kill them! Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. Confront them with or, a fucking knife. Or murder them. <laughs> I, I think this creates a lot of weird tension in the joke, right? Because right now we're talking about involuntary killing, and you start off talking about elective killing, right? You call it voluntary you, when it should yeah. be involuntary. Right, right, yeah. right. Exactly. Thank it you. It should See. become more involuntary. Like, it's oh, involuntary yeah. if old people have a better chance at it, but you're talking about people sacrificing themselves in the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're so right. It's like, a little, so like, yeah, convoluted. To, All right. Deal uh, with that tension. Clearly, I don't think what it, I, before what, I speak. Ethan, I, I got one thing for you. Sure. Just make sure that if you're, when you are saying that, like, I had the joke about killing people at 80, and, like, it's, I've been working on it as well, but, like, then people are like, oh, he wants to kill old people, and you're like, and when you get off the stage, and then so, like, just make sure that whatever the, the, you come up with, Make sure that's like a core, core belief, because uh, otherwise people will not introduce you to their nana. <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Everyone wants to introduce this baby angel to their nana. Come on, uh, come on. The curly hair. Blonde hair, blue eyes, reminds him of the war. Yeah. I, Give that guy a navy hat. I, I just wanted to say maybe you should build up to the whole killing older people. I really like, like this is the joke. Everybody's like, yeah, we're behind it. Population control. We're on to something here. I, I'm just saying, you know, maybe like start off with a small joke about throwing a piece of garbage onto the ground and watching the Indian cry or something, you know, just. I, I like the 1978 commercial yeah. reference. Uh, yeah, that's two, where I was going. Two things. One on the the pollution one, uh, a reference to the villain from Captain Planet would be great. Oh, oh that's a childhood. You uh, smart son of a bitch. 
the other uh, for the killing old people thing is like why in the hunger hunger game is it ch- children in there? Let's throw the useless old people and right. let them die. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like games. in Death Race 2000 that movie. So, yeah. Something. Yeah. Old stars nobody gives a shit about. Throw them in the race. I don't know. The Running Man. You referenced Death Race. The I thought nobody man. watched that. So. Huh? I thought nobody watched Death Race. So Death Race 2000. Yeah, I owned on VHS. But, uh, yeah, just old people in death things instead of young people in death things. I'm I'm equal killing, like all around. <laughs> Every everyone's gonna suck our water. I'm gonna kill all those bitches. I, I'm not sure Yay. why, and I'm quite frankly a little bit disturbed that you were looking right at me when you I, said. I yeah, that. you have that face. You stare at him. Stare at Ed, Ant, no, guys. No. Oh. What? No, don't do that. Don't don't stare at me after telling me that you an equal opportunity killer. All right, everybody put your hands together for the equal opportunity killer, Ethan Albers, yeah! He's gonna murder you. Please don't. I hope he doesn't. Our next comedian, hey, it's her first time here. I'm really excited that she's here. Uh, She must have found out about it on one of those uh, series of tubes. Put your hands together, everybody, it's Trina. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm, uh, I'm 46 and I'm single and I don't have any kids. And uh, when you're 46 and you're single and you don't have any kids, people will tell you to your face, you should get a cat. <laughs> Realistically, obviously, at 46 is way too late for me to start thinking about having a cat. <laughs> So let me be really clear, the cat adopted me. I did not adopt this cat. It's been educational though. Um, One thing I noticed is that the difference between cat people and dog people is that cat people can take emotional abuse in a way that dog people cannot. Dogs are looking for a reason to lick you, and uh, my cat's looking for a reason to bite me. <laughs> like she, I could be petting her, she's purring her ass off, and I'm like one bad scratch away from getting my hand bit off. <laughs> um, I, I think that the you know, this is like the Animal Kingdom show, and I feel like the cats are the hot chicks of the Animal Kingdom. I think what happened is that um, the internet proves that cats are like people, or kittens in particular, like people catnip. Like <laughs> they get so over that that as adults they're like, oh yeah, look at the cuteness. <laughs> Soak it up. Uh, but let me get your advice about something. Okay, the other day, she's looking the other direction. I call out her name. She looks at me, pauses, and then starts licking her asshole. (laughs) So my question to you is this. What happened in that pause? Did she just like space out for a second and think to herself, damn, that shit really itches when it cracks and dries? (laughs) Or was she thinking, I'm gonna send this bitch a message about the food that she cannot confuse? She's not getting it. I don't know. But seriously though, having a cat has opened up a whole new world for me. Um, I don't take walks anymore. 
I don't meet new people at the park and uh, take a lot of naps, a lot of naps. <laughs> Did you know that even in the wild, cats sleep 20 hours a day? So basically, my cat is 19 hours a day looking at me like, will you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to sleep over here. Right? You try to wake a cat up while it's sleeping, and she's like, all right, all right, all right, just give me five more hours. Just five more hours to close my eyes, please. Just five more hours to close my eyes. Um, so she's got me, basically, I, I now tiptoe around a cat for 19 hours a day. And of course, she looks at me like, well, you should have thought of that before you let a cat adopt you. <laughs> um, another thing I've learned is that here in the, she's an outdoor cat, and here in the mission, which I was worried about, here in the mission, you might not know this, the backyards are controlled by gangs of ta uh, raccoons. Um, th these are primarily family operations. <laughs> and I was worried because they seem pretty tough. But she's looking at me like, what, you think I can't handle myself around some raccoons? Like, don't make me talk to you about how much ass I kick at hiding. All right? You got, you got to make me talk about how good I'm at hiding? F you. So anyway, I'm Trina. Thank you so much for having me. Clap wildly for Trina and her cat jokes. Cats, cats, cats! Cats, 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 cats! cats. You, didn't, you didn't know you came to the right room. I'm a cat efficient. I love, I love cat jokes. I love, you just did uh, four minutes and 16 seconds on cats, and nothing could make me happier oh, I'm glad to than hear that. Uh, four minutes on cat jokes. Uh, there was one thing that you did. You had a great setup, and then you were going with it, and then your punchline was hand bit off. Oh. And I was like... That the cat, the cat was like with you, and then the cat, and then it, and then it bites your hand off. And I was like, oh, it could be so much more extreme than that. It could be like, okay. like Rabies. licks your eyeballs out of right, your right. face, okay. or like okay. bites your cheeks, right? Till the love it something, yeah, yes. just more extreme. Okay, uh, but I love cat jokes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I, I was just gonna echo that same point too, like, okay? Because I made it when you said hand bit off, and I thought like rabies. Okay. Like I'm like one stroke away from that, or like she said. Okay. Um, for biting your face off or something like that. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I get uh, like two comments. One is when you're talking about um, the cat being like a hot girl on the internet, you could talk about like you could have the cat do things that like hot girls do on Instagram. Um, like if you've seen, no. Uh, you have to educate. Okay, me. so so look. Um, there's this new Instagram account of it's it's like uh, someone took a Barbie. And they did a whole bunch of um, really stereotypical hot girl Instagram things. Look that up. Just look okay. up Barbie Instagram. Okay. That would be a long list of those sorts of things. And have your cat do one of them. Okay, cool. Um, second is, I think the whole, like this whole thing could be written as just one long interaction with your cat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so like one long story of like shit happening, you know, like you're petting the cat. It's looking for a reason to bite you. And then um, you, you get done petting it and it starts licking its asshole at you. Like it's okay. trying to send you a message, you know. And then uh, all that just last thing is uh, 
the gang of raccoons that run the neighborhood, that's like so close to being racist that it could be super funny. I'm not saying you're racist. I'm saying like you can you can make those things like you can make it close. You can make it really close. Okay. All right. And um, people. It's a cat joke. Well, yeah, exactly. Gonna, it's a cat joke. Was, There's no raccoons here. You know that sort of shit. Well, uh, I was gonna develop more like um, Sopranos mob type stuff, but do you think? I mean, I, I think it's you whatever. You could be racist against the Italians, too. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Um, it's whatever. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's whatever sounds well, like mostly your voice. she's bicolor is officially what you She's tricolor? Bicolor. Bicolor. That's even better. I know. I'll go with it. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bi, she's a bicolor cat. Okay. Uh, you, can, you can get so um, double entendre racist okay. on that, right? All right. I really, um, I don't like cats very much. But, um, no, seriously. I no, just, I know. People are yeah, divided. No, not even. Um, like, I it's like, controversial. Like, cats are cool, but like cat things don't interest me. Like I don't go on YouTube. Fuck like, you, oh, Jack. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Anyways. But I really, you got my attention as soon as you said yeah. cat asshole licking. <laughs> and like, immediately what I thought was like, what if, because you said something about the food. But then I was like, what if you went into the whole thing of like the smell of the food and how good it is and like, this is a fucking fancy feast. Like it's so good, ah. the cat's licking its own asshole after it. Oh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I need a third. Or whatever, like. Perfect, you're right, you're right. That's just. Like that $4 cat food really yeah, yeah, yeah. tastes better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It, yeah, my oh, only comment was on, on that joke, I liked it, it was going and going, and then I don't know, again, if you gave up or just you don't have a, a full just... cat for it yet. But uh, I, cause I didn't get the end. Okay. It, you just kind of like, no, no, no. Okay. And then yeah. the next one? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's a great premise. I think you, you can totally come up with something. Because, yeah, the, the dogs do that shit too, where they look at you and then lick your balls. Like, just whatever. <laughs> right. And that's a weird, there's plenty, of, it's right for jokes. Uh, but I just wasn't, sh- like, I was like going along and then you're just kind of like, eh. Okay. And then the yeah. Next one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I was, I was going to say the same thing that um, go for the wild, um, obvi- not obvious choice. Mm-hmm. And okay. like when the, um, when you said you're one one scratch away from um, being called lefty instead of the oh cat. yeah yeah right awesome awesome left eye left eye here's your left eye Lopez fuck yeah a small suggestion as far as the opener goes you could always say how you you're 45 you aren't married but you suddenly started to like pussy. Cats. Oh, okay. It's pretty yeah. hack, but it can work for. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can play Thank with that can. one. Thank you. I mean, not literally. But. It's. I mean, but you can always. But you're so cute. You can play to the obvious too. Like you don't look. You have. You are unique in that you don't look like any of us other dick bags. So you going up on stage. Again. Like Thank you, no, seriously, you have a totally unique. You look like. Do you belong on the PTA or something? And if you come up and talk about your cats and how you don't have kids, it's really fun. Okay. And All right, you're cool. just you're like this little pixie lady. It's great. Okay. I don't I don't know. I haven't seen anybody else like her no, around. Uh, uh, like, a cat to pussy joke that I did would be like, uh, but coming out of your mouth would be like, right. oh, that's, right. yeah, get okay. cute, but, I'll, but not right. like, but not hacky as, as hacky as it would out of me. Okay. Like yeah. Right. I like it. You're very so close. No, you guys are right. 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 You know, right. Okay. Clap wildly for Trina. Yay! 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 And then yay! Our next comedian has made his triumphant return from Austin, Texas, where he was sequestered for nine and a half months, uh, doing things that we'll never understand in the heat. 
Uh, that's that's okay. I'm so glad he's back with us, you guys. Hopefully the Lonely Lunch will return with him. Put your hands together. It's Chris Kanatzer. Yay! Oh, I'm glad to be back. Ah, I love this mic. Um, I have a lot of crap that I need to get out there. Are we? How's it feeling out there? Are we feeling sexy or not so sexy? Sex. Everybody always. <laughs> I don't even know why I ask. All right. Um, I feel like my fetish, my specialty, I should say, is publicly uh, underrepresented. I like to give ladies blumpkins. Oh God! What? Well, well, I'm glad you know what it is, at least. Blumpies. Everybody knows what a blumpy is, right? Blumpkin? Yeah. It's uh, uh, oral pleasure while your partner is taking a crap. <laughs> um, and, well, I feel like, first of all, people always associate it with men, you know, getting head while they're on the toilet. But ladies, you like, uh, right? You like it? You like to have your pussy eaten while you're taking a shit? I mean, I could say cunnilingus during defecation, but that's even creepier. <laughs> Uh, when you're trying to talk somebody. I wrote a, and this, I know this is hack, don't worry about this ever making it into the stage material, but this is something I actually like to do. And uh, I feel like when you're, when somebody's on the fence, you write them a little jingle. You write them a little jingle, right? So uh, I want to spit, shine your slit, clit to shit, all you have to do is sit. Um, <laughs> no. Um, no, but but think about it. Give your, fellas, give your ladies blumpkins. Uh, because now everybody can be a squirter. Oh, oh come on, don't make it like that. You just, you know, it's like a relationship thing. You're like, oh, baby, you have diarrhea? Well, that's okay. You're going to come about 10 times today. No? No? Nobody likes that? I, uh, I can't help it. I just, I love it when it's going hot and heavy and uh, she's pulling on my hair and she's breathing heavy and she starts to moan and a little toilet water hits my neck beard. <laughs> Yeah. All right, that's, uh, that's, uh, oh no, that's not all I have about Blumpkins, Lady Blumpkins. Well, because I, I can feel you tensing up a little bit, but let's face it, our society, Americans, we love, we love Blumpkins, right? Men and women, we must love Blumpkins, we just don't talk about it, I think. And the reason I think that is because I went to Bed Bath and Beyond and uh, I bought bathroom carpeting, right? Have you ever done this for your entire bathroom? It comes as a set. You have a shower mat, makes sense. You have a furry little cover for the toilet. I guess that looks nice. I don't really, the toilet seat, you know, you get the little furry thing. And then there's a mat that you put right in front of the toilet. What is that for? Catching the pee, bro. You know what that's for. It's for your knees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on, the, on another track, I, I thought maybe somebody would choose not sexy. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I just want to say that we have to get out of these bodies. We need to get out of these bodies pretty quickly. Um, you know, we, we keep our souls surrounded in meat. We have metals, plastic, steel, silicon, carbon fiber, nanotechnology. We have all this. People are already building uh, androids, cyborgs, if you will. There's sex robots in Japan. You seen this? All right. I'm, I'm never going to be able to get all the way into this. Uh, but yeah, they're in the in Japan, they're perfecting newer, no, more no, lifelike models. Don't worry about it. Do the, do no, no. I uh, there's you know, it's it's gross. We'll cut this short. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm just I'm noticing that uh, you know we could try to figure out how to put our consciousness 
our souls into these synthetic bodies, but all we're trying to do is put our semen in there. It's disgusting. Like every technological advance we have, we turn it into a, a fuck toy or a cum sock. You know, automobile, let's go park. And then you got the airplane, it's the Mile High Club. It's all you ever hear about. The internet, gross. You've been on that. Uh, you have more computing power in your smartphone than all the moon missions combined. And it's just swipe right, swipe left. It's all about fucking. It's all we do with uh, even the moon landing itself. Uh, I bet they left come. That's why I don't even believe in the moon landing, you know? Because you see that you've seen the video and the flag is waving. You know that flag was stiff with cum. Um, <laughs> all right, let's leave it right there. Thank you very much. There isn't enough wild clapping for Chris Kanazer. Yay! Yay! All I want you to do is a moon show joke, but it's just so. Oh, <laughs> what? So, just a moon show joke, but it's just because I, I, I love it when people do jokes about people in the scene. But your moon joke, if she's ever in the audience, you really should just do a moon show joke as well. I don't remember that, that one. What, what you don't remember moon show? Moon show. I know who little, she is. Yeah, but, but you were talking about your moon joke. Oh, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. if she's ever in the audience, you should <laughs> at you. least do a call out to her. That's okay, will do. Um, can I go first, Chris? Yes. Uh, you but for the record, uh, Moon Show has been labeled a cum sock at this mic, and she's not here. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm defending her. I, I defend Moon Show, and I can't you wait to see her again. You classy son of a bitch. First and foremost, I don't think I, I know you'll never do that Blumpkin stuff live. What are you talking but, about? Uh, your blanket bump gets up, oh, but you it. do have a joke that is actually Leo Zinger's. What? Your your, your, your the maker squirt the diarrhea joke. Leo yeah. Zinger actually has oh, that exact my joke. My apologies. <laughs> he, he did Dude, are you joke. stealing my jokes and giving them to Leo right in front of me? What are you doing? <laughs> Or am I stealing Leo's jokes right in front of me? I, I, he did it a punchline last night. And I've seen him do it like five times. Oh well, my apologies. Just now. Fight, 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 Leo, fight. Leo Zinger, Leo Zinger authored one of my favorite jokes of all time that I've ever heard since I started doing comedy, which is about, well, I, I, yeah, it's a great, it's a great joke. I'm, I, I tell it when you're not around. I'm like, you know Leo's joke, right? But I won't do it here. Well, this is getting fucking awkward. How about I just give up for the next person? Yeah. Oh, no, wait, wait. Did anybody have anything to say? Um, what a way. I wrote something. Blunt and- <laughs> So, uh, oh, it was a great throwaway when you sang your Blumpkin song, and it was so cute because it was a total throwaway. Yeah. But the throwaway itself was so funny, <laughs> and that you threw it away like that. You sang that silly little song, and it was fucking rad. Like, but it, you just you were like blah 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 blah. Like it wasn't even a thing. I really enjoyed that that right. you didn't put weight on it, and it was funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Keep doing it. If you keep doing it like that, you can totally do that joke every time. Yeah, yeah there's you more of the song too. It's like. Awful. I want to lap up your lap while you take a crap. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, but when you throw it, you can just have it as a callback and just out of nowhere, just throw it in yeah, and do yeah. that second verse. But because it's such a throwaway, it's just like you can, you didn't, 
you didn't make it an act out of a bit or a thing. It was just like, blah, 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 blah. and then so you could bring it back like three times, and every time people will die, they'll lose right. their shit. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Everybody uh, loves the Blumpkin song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had two comments. Uh, yes. One was that uh, the second joke that you told, which was like this: you're angry that people are want to have sex with the future. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like I, just that phrasing by itself. It's like we we don't want to embrace the future. We just want to have sex with it. Oh yeah. Um, I thought that could be funny but I also thought that that whole bit was a, a little ironic given that the last four minutes were just like Blumpkin humor well that's why I asked either or because yeah, you, know, exactly. you can't put them in the same set well, unfortunately I, I, and I was going to say I, don't, I think all that stuff is good but I think it's good as like digging yourself out of a hole you know like yeah. if you if a whole bunch of jokes don't work out you're just like well, let's you, talk about Blumpkins guys you, you've seen me perform before obviously a lot of holes <laughs> I actually like the idea that whether or not people feel sexy or not you're gonna make them hear about Blumpkins either way yeah, yeah. tell them they don't have a choice like <laughs> well don't sit there blank face like you don't enjoy them <laughs> yeah, clap your hands well everybody right, it's you. Chris Kanatzer yay he's back he's back again to LA like all the other fuck twats that get famous. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man. He's been showing up here the past couple weeks in a row and I'm excited to see what he brings tonight. Clap your hands wildly. It's Ken Suzuki. So you folks want to know how to confuse a humanities major? Tell them that you're a pansexual. First thing they start doing is looking for your horns and your hooves. And you're like, no, no, I'm not pan. I'm a pansexual, which means I can only have sex with the half goat, half man god of nature. I used to be a homosexual, but you know, human beings got so boring after a while. I blame it on Zeus. That motherfucker loved bestiality, guys. Uh, sex is fun. Now, ladies. For those of you that want to experience with a little, find the beast in you, I got this new form of foreplay for you. You might love it. Mantis style. You'll love it. First, climb on top of him, and as you come, bite off his head and eat it. Because you need sustenance. You burn so much calories while having sex. You need to get the right nutrients. You need to do nutrient-dense, uh, nutrient-dense meats. You want to be probiotic. Probiotics. That's why I'm advocating rim jobs are also on the plate. Say what you want about them, very probiotic. Um, cultural appropriation, let's talk about it. Cultural appropriation, say what you will about it, but when it's three, uh, when it's three o'clock in the morning and you're making a drunk run, run to Taco Bell, all you can really say is cultural appropriation is delicious. Uh, in the news, something just happened that I gotta talk about. Pardon me, I'm losing my notes here. Apparently, somewhere in Chinatown, the story got. Not Chinatown, apparently, somewhere in San Francisco, there's been a story circulating about somebody spray painting no more Chinese throughout the walls all over, and people are like, it's a hate crime. I'm like, it's one guy. One guy, like, is this really an epidemic of hate crime? Well, that's like saying one guy makes a fisting joke, me. And everybody's like, all comedians are into fisting jokes. 
And then again, I gotta think, is it really a hate crime? Because I wonder what the motives are behind people that do this. Is it really a hate crime if they just love doing it? There's no motive of hate there. They love it. Think about it, see? The Oriental believes me. Okay, the one that... Uh, relax, I'm half of you. All right. I think uh, I tried all my new material out. Homosexuals seem to work good, and I uh, may have alienated my ethnic audience. <laughs> so let's... We can talk about his jokes. It's all good. Uh, hey, you guys, uh, let's come up and tell Ken Suzuki. What do you think? Oh, people are moving up. Yes, moving up. Good times. I, I have a couple of questions because I've rewritten some of my old jokes. I rewrote pan, uh, pansexual into like humanities major to make me like pan versus I used to just say I'm pansexual, which means I can only have sex with a half goat, half man god of nature. And I don't know if I've. Go ahead. I like the way that you're. Doing the that you did the joke today, but I still think that it needs a little bit of work. Okay. Uh, like, just the connection between like after you said that the best way to confuse a humanities major is to tell them that you're pansexual. Mm -hmm. I, I think that you could have uh, just laid into a few more jokes before you got into the whole, uh, you know, telling them half. You can only have sex with a half goat, half man. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what to fill that void with. Well, you you can fill it with. I mean, funny if jokes. You, if you wanna, if you wanna stay on the whole mythological thing, there are lots of different myths that you can play off of after the Pan one. I mean, mm -hmm. you can talk about Pan is also Bacchus, but I know more about the Bacchanal things because of the Greek mythology. I mean, you can go, you can go and you can talk about mythology like Echo and Narcissus. I mean, if, if you're going to start out with mythological jokes, you might as well do a bunch of them mm -hmm. as opposed to just one, especially okay. if you're breaking into the humanities major thing, because we know that you're smarty pants and that... I'm not that smart. <laughs> well, you're attuning to it with the humanities major thing, so oh, I would yeah. throw in even more allusions to the mythological creatures and see if you can get, if you can mine some more jokes out of different myths, like Midas or... Al alternatively, you could also say that you went to a hardware store and told somebody that you're pansexual and have them get between you and the pots and pans. <laughs> they, they sell pans at the hardware store? I, uh, I was just gonna, cause I'm a dummy too, and I just barely kinda know what pan is. He had a okay. flute and he had hooves and shit. Mm -hmm. But just be like, this one's for my fucking Shakespeare dorks. Or just be uh. like, bring up the fuck that is, that, cause you went right into it thinking that everyone's gonna be under, on board with Shakespeare and I'm not. Okay. And I would say the general audience at a fucking comedy club is only a little bit dumber than me. Mm -hmm. Which is really dumb. So, yeah, like, like mention Shakespeare in, in some. You know what I mean? It's, it's actually not like, Shakespearean. It's like Greek mythology. Yeah, it is it's like, more it's like, like 1600 years. Oh, really? I thought it was a fucking. Shakespeare. Well, like, yeah. uh, okay, so, see? Just, just, so, you know, even so more, like, you have to, like. Miss, all right. So, I'm still an idiot, so. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> he was in the Bible, right? No, he wasn't in the Bible. Okay, sorry. I, that's, all, that's all I really had, which is like, yeah, but uh, otherwise, good shit. Yeah, I think you'll get the writing down, but just, um,. I think there's a problem that I have too, but sometimes when I, when you get into the end of your joke, I can almost tell, and it's like you're breaking down a little bit, like, oh God, here it comes the end, I don't know if I'm going to get a laugh this time, or what's going to happen. Then when <laughs> it's over, you like, look around on the floor, you throw the, the wire behind you and stuff, you're kind okay. of, 
it's a little distracting. I do that a lot too. I okay. squirm a lot. So just like try staying still. Maybe leave the mic on the stand and just stay still. Say your jokes and maybe just focus on like that. And then that's a really good. Yeah. That's okay. really to to practice once with it not in your hand and on the and on the on the mic stand gotcha. could be because it'll make you less um, distracting with your own body movements. Gotcha. I have a question for like I added the tag. I used to be a homosexual, but human beings got so boring after a while. That was good. Did so that work? Like that. Okay. And I have a question. Like when I talk about like cultural appropriation is so delicious. Like being one of my punchlines. When I say talk, is there anything there? Do you think? I I think that joke works, but you have to. I don't know. Sell the fact that you're at a Taco Bell or something. You know. Like, well, when you're making a drunk three o'clock morning run to Taco Bell at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, and you know, all I can say about culture appropriation is yeah, that it's delicious. May, or something. Yeah. Maybe like throw in one of their catchphrases like "Viva Mas" or some shit like that. You know. Okay. Or um, you already have a, a pan joke, so you could do a joke about goat meat. I know it's sure. totally out of nowhere, but I eat a goat, so I just want. <laughs> you used to have a goat. Was goat this a pet, or were you That's reading all, it for it's food? It's personal for me. Okay. I like Cheaper. goat jokes. <laughs> oh, um, I was gonna say, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what is cultural appropriation about eating at Taco Bell. Well, no, I'm just making fun. Because, like, you could technically, if it's taking someone's culture, food is a huge representation of culture. Yeah. So I'm kind of making fun of the idea and be like, well, Taco Bell then, fucking, or I eat oriental food, then does that mean I'm culturally yeah, appropriate? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say give a, give a more clear example of something right. that, that is cultural appropriation rather than just being like, oh, yeah, Taco Bell, they appropriate culture, you know? Oh, well, so. gotcha. Go back to the Asian thing. Oh, and um, Mantis style. That yeah, joke was just so. where I say, yeah, you climb, uh, climb on top, ladies, and as you, right as you come, bite off his head and eat it. That's that's what's expected. You know, God when you it. say mantis style, like, that's <laughs> what right. I expect. All so right. maybe uh, go to a different direction with ooh, it. Ooh, no. kung fu. You know, like a, a, a fighting style or something. I don't know. Huh? Yes. <laughs> oh. We're all there, too. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> like, like. like like Alienate your ethnic audience even more, Ken. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you keep your hands clapping together Thank for you guys. Ken. Clap your chopsticks together for Ken Suzuki. Is that cultural appropriation or what? That was uh, That was racist. You're right. It's the difference between cultural appropriation and racism. Fine line. I said lacist. Oh, lacist. Which is racist. Right, I see. It's because he's a wigger, not a... Uh, all right. Uh, our next comedian. I'm not the racist. I'm the accidental racist, you guys. I don't mean to do it. I was just married to a black guy for a long time, and so I don't understand the rules. Our next comedian, uh, hey, he doesn't understand the rules because he's brand new. Put your hands together. Everybody is Jet Black. Yay! How you guys doing tonight? Yeah, mutiny motherfucking FM and shit. So um, I was walking across the street today, and um, I'm walking, and I'm looking for traffic, and I start walking, and this girl walks up next to me and crosses the street with me. And then when we get to the other side, she's like, um, it's always safer to walk two people in a row. And I was like, yeah, because I'll be the first one to get fucking hit, right? And she's like, no, that's not what I was thinking. Like, who the fuck says, no, that's not what I was thinking, unless that's exactly what you're fucking thinking? I don't know. So um, I ran into this, uh, one of my friends from high school. His name's Bobby. Um, he's a black homosexual. 
And um, actually, that's not really important. The black part isn't important. The homosexual part is, though. Anyway, so he had like a, a huge fear of heights, like, like this. That, you know, that would be, he's definitely afraid of heights. And um, so I ran into him. Um, we were at a party in Oakland, and he's like, uh, he's like, Jet, how you been? And I'm like, dude, good. What are you up to? And he's like, man, I just, I've been skydiving. And I was like, what the, f like, weren't, weren't you, like, afraid of heights or whatever? And he's like, he's like, yeah, well, I was really, you know, high off of, uh, I fucked this straight guy. And you fucking went skydiving after you fucked a straight guy? Like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know. That's, that's like some vampire blood shit. I don't really, I don't really get what's going on, but, um, I mean, I guess you have to be like a super duper, like smooth talker to fuck a, like talk a straight guy into fucking you. Right. I mean, it just seems like you have to have like a way with words. And, um, well, so anyways, I met another guy like that the other night. And, um, so we're at his house and, uh, we're laying in bed and um, I'm on his iPad, and we're just like on, I was on MySpace. I was like, hey, check out this band that I was in 10 years ago or whatever. And in MySpace, there was an ad that said like, uh, like tell all your friends that you're on MySpace. And seriously, like, I would rather tell all my friends that I fucked a dude than I was on MySpace. You know what I mean? I, I just don't get it. So, so I'm super lonely. Like I just, I'm, I just moved here, and I love it here. It's a great, um, great city, great people. Um, but I just have one, one question, and that is, uh, whose dick do I have to suck to like find a girlfriend? <laughs> like whose asshole do I have to lick to meet like a nice girl and take her home to my mom? I just don't get it. Um, I think that's all I wanted to do tonight, so. Hooray! Jet Black, bring up the music. Yay! Da, 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 da. Jet Black. He will fuck a guy to get a girlfriend. That's a funny joke. Uh, who has comments? Bo Troxler does. He's up at the hey. base. Hey, what's up? I, I thought it was funny that all in like basically all of your jokes, you're like questionably gay. Like there's always there's always just this like undertone of like you're not really sure. Um, I thought is this your first time doing stand up ever? Or? No, no, no. Okay. No, so I've been doing it for like two weeks. Okay. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I thought your first two jokes were like long setups that didn't really have ending punchlines. Uh, they were funny, but um, I had so like the first one you're walking. She says. You know, uh, it's better when two people cross, and you're like, it's because I was, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So why don't you just, like, push her into traffic at the very end of it? Like, you're, you're mad that that's, like, that's obviously, if you were thinking it, that's exactly yeah, what you yeah, would yeah. say. So I fucking pushed her into traffic. Got it, got it, got it. You know, it doesn't have to be that, but, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a punchline that needs yeah, to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, got it, uh, got it. Just like, um, oh, the last one, when you're talking about how he must be a real smooth talker to st uh, fuck a straight guy. I also kind of think it's like... Uh, once he fucks a gay dude, is he really a straight guy anymore? Uh, <laughs> yes. So, okay, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. You, can, you can even be, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could like work that. in like, like all that. the shit about how you're questionably yeah, gay yeah, along yeah. with that. And then, exactly. Depends what kind of glasses they're wearing. Depends what kind of glasses they're wearing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then last is, 
the last joke you told, I like the, the idea that MySpace is getting really desperate. Yeah, yeah. Um, just that that line, like, I, I think, would make uh, some of the uh, setup. So do you think it's too much, like, too much setup just for that, or? No, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think I think in all the jokes, there's it's like setup heavy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, that's just one of those, like the, the advice that you're going to get for yeah, the yeah. rest of your comedy career will yeah, be yeah. trim it down. Yeah, 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 exactly. Cut the fat. So, but, yeah. but with the, with the MySpace stuff, it, you already were there that it's kind of a pathetic thing right now, but even just saying, even mentioning it will help people to get on board with you about how pathetic MySpace is. So like and keep bashing life. MySpace. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just keep continuing with that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Pretend you're an executive at Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, for uh, the MySpace one, um, like I'd rather tell my friends that I was sleeping with a guy or whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel like that maybe I'm biased because I'm by myself, but yeah. I feel like that's a little bit uh, punching downward, sort of. Oh, um, okay. And instead of that, they're, they're paying ad money to get you to share when in reality, they could just say, we'll share that you were on here unless you donate $5 to uh, MySpace. And it's like, I would pay yeah, you money yeah, to yeah, share yeah. that. Rather than... But that's still, that's still punching down, though. At MySpace, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all, like, They're punch- not an oppressed group. But it's, it's saying that I'm so uncomfortable be with a, being gay that, like, um, MySpace that I would pay money group. that people didn't know. MySpace. Yeah, it's, if, it's, if you're going to... I mean, if you want to, you can still use a, 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 a homosexual joke. Yeah. Where you're like, uh, I'd rather fuck Ted Cruz. Or, 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 you know what I mean? Like, instead of just making it like, I'd rather be gay. Yeah, I'd, yeah, be, yeah. I'd rather be like gay with a really ugly or neural, you know, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. that, where it's just like, yeah, you're, you're, as a straight man, you're debasing yourself by going, you know, uh, gay, but also like the worst kind of gay. Yeah. Like, the, I, could, I could go gay and fuck some awesome twink and be, it's not that bad, big of a yeah, deal. Yeah. He's like, prettier than my last girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if, you, if you're like, I fucked this really gross old dude, yeah. that's really debasing yourself. And it kind of takes the, the sting out of the homophobia of yeah, it yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, by the way, yeah. then, uh, uh, then on the fucked a straight guy went skydiving it's like you you fucked a straight guy like I understand gender or I understand sexuality is like fluid but the ground is fucking hard you would have hit it yeah 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 die yeah yeah like you're gonna fucking die that's good yeah uh, and then uh, you were trying to give like a really quick example of how afraid of heights he was and I thought a really quick thing could just be that piggybacks are scary to him or something uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 cause I was trying like there's not a lot of examples yeah, of yeah, not yeah. very high that yeah. could still be scary but uh, a piggyback yeah like I couldn't like give this dude a piggyback ride yeah, and his like feet that. were bleeding. Yeah. Not, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Brad, thank you. Also, what about? Um, I mean, that's a lot of change, and like everybody writes in their yearbook, like don't change. Like there's some flexibility there, <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. taking it way too far. And I really yeah. like the bribing you for you know not releasing the information that you're on MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> the, maybe the money can go up for every every embarrassing thing, like the wallpaper. Yeah, like it's just a callback, and it just keeps coming. Yeah, right. like if the wallpaper is funky because you know how the, I don't know. It keeps coming back, unlike MySpace, which is not coming back. <laughs> so that's that's the thing. Uh, clap your hands wildly, everybody! It's Jet Black! Yay! Is he going to wear black every time we see him? We don't know. We'll find out soon. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, your next comedian, he wishes that he was black all the time, not just his clothes. 
Hey, man, they're your jokes, bro. <laughs> Put your hands together. It's Tommy McGuire. Yay! I drive with weed on me all the time, so I do not wish I was black. <laughs> Sca scary enough. It's cool. I love my privilege, and I will take advantage of Fair it enough. every moment I can. It's nice. We got a uh, is a documentary crew here. Yeah. You're making fucking the saddest doc. This is Blackfish Two. It's gonna be a really sad documentary, man. Fuck. I found out on Friday that the more I drink, the less funny I get. I don't remember my second set. I just kind of got like fish hooked off. It was bad. Really? Yeah. But moving on to jokes. Um, stop asking me questions, Pam. Uh, one of my many addictions is I love the police scanner. Like I love listening. I, anytime I hear sirens in the hood, I fucking throw it on and just listen to what's going on from the cop's perspective, you know. And uh, also, like, and, like it's like a true crime. It's a weird thing. Uh, like police blotters. That's like the only thing I read in the paper is police blotters. And I read the one for the mission and in San Francisco as a whole, and I'm fucking amazed. I'm amazed at how few assaults there are in this city. Like, I, I'm out here. I walk these streets. I see what's going on in these streets. There's a lot of people who should be assaulted. Like, in my, in my dream police blotter, it'd be like, grown-ass man riding a scooter to work got open hand slapped by a 14-year-old girl yeah. on principle alone. Suspect still at large, but, you know, it's all right. Grown-ass electric longboarder was shoved off his fucking dork board by a 14-year-old girl. Fuck yeah! Timing, Pam. It's all right. And um, <laughs> all right. The assailant then gave him a wedgie so atomic she hung him from the back of a bike rack on a passing Google bus. These are just assaults that I'd like to see happen. These are assaults that I picture in my fucking head when I walk down fucking Valencia when I'm hungover, and I have to just speak to my hand like, no, don't do it. It's no. It's, he has more money than you. He has a lawyer. You don't have a lawyer. Your parents can't afford a lawyer. You're going to get in trouble. It's going to feel really good for a minute, but... Yeah. I want to beat up dorks, man. Sorry. It's a fucking city. It's just overrun. Um, can we just all agree, hopefully you've seen this, but can we all agree that Patrice O'Neill was right, the late great Patrice O'Neill was right when he said, uh, it's the woman's job to ensure safe sex. Boo. It's fucking true. Yeah, boo it. It's not right, but it's fucking true. Because as long as you're not telling put on a condom, guess what's not happening? But ladies, do you want a mic? But ladies, if a man voluntarily puts on a condom, there's something wrong with your pussy. You just, 
That's a bad look. Seriously, if a guy's ever just like ready, like eating out or whatever, and he's just like, oh shit, hold on. I gotta go make this not as awesome as it could be, but because, ew, fuck. <laughs> yeah, new jokes, guys. New jokes. First time. They're not great. Not good. Like me. What do you want to hear, Pam, since you've been so talkative? Uh, let me, what, do you, what, what do you want as my closer? I, uh, I want to hear about the Wigger Defense League and your frosty, frosty nugs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've, been trying to, I've been trying to trim the fat of that, so that would be a good one. So, uh, as she's spoiled, she calls me a Wigger. I'm sorry that Illmatic came out when I was 13. I'm sorry that Andrew 36 Chambers came out when I was 14. These records shaped my life, and I'm sorry that I'm fucking melanin deficient. So I am starting the Wigger Defense League. First order of business, change the fucking name, man. I don't have any examples yet. We can brainstorm this, but anything so far that doesn't end in I-G-G-E-R would be great. I'm pretty cool with that, okay? You could call this whack, call this fucking retarded, whatever. That's fine, because you're, you're right, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, again, second order of business would be, like, to compare, like, our nugs and shit, man, and, like, like talk about how many chambers our bong has and shit, because that's, like, that's chews up, like, it's an hour of our, our, our meeting here. And then the third and very most important function of the Wigger Defense League is to sever, once and for all, every fucking tie to Juggalos. Because, see... Someone calls me a wigger, and they're like, I just got lumped into Juggalos. No, motherfucker, I'm talented. Have you ever met a talented Juggalo? No, you have not. Not taken out from the pool of their peers. When you're the best fucking freestyler at the goddamn gathering of the Juggalos, it's kind of like being the best open mic comic at a laundromat. You know? Like, that's cool and shit. Like you did something, you flex that muscle, but still, let's bring you the punchline, fool. Let's go. You ain't gonna be shit. I'll applause break. Oh, you actually did, all right. And that's my set, guys. Tommy McGuire, thank you. Yay! Keep your hands clapping for Tommy McGuire. Now's the time to tell him what you think of his jokes. I, like, I really like your uh, uh, safe sex joke, actually. Yeah. Some potential. I'll, I'll, although I would say that instead of just saying, you know, after saying like it's on them, like you would get whispered under your Pam, you would whispered under your breath, men will always be lazy. Like you could add that as the punch. Like you know, we're always gonna be lazy. Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah. And then, um, well, I don't want to tread too because it's a, a Patrice O'Neill joke and it, or his premise, and I gotta rewatch it so I make sure I'm not totally biting his shit. But it's like I'm biting, I'm totally biting off of his premise that. Safe sex is the women's woman's job, and so I just I thought of like you know, and I'm just trying to correlate that. I could probably even lose that. I want to correlate that to if you see me. Okay, if you see me putting a condom on before we have sex, I'm worried about your pussy. You know what I mean? Or, or I, you, something is. Mm, uh, not that that ever happens, but I, like 
Wait, wait, wait. I think you should shorten that shit up, though. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, like you could say that in, you could say the Patrice O'Neill bit in one line and just be like, Patrice O'Neill once said that it's always the woman's job to yeah. provide protection. You should know that because of that, if a guy ever puts a you know, condom on of his own volition, yeah, there's something fucked up with your thing. pussy. I, I, I think 50 words, and then you just put it in 14. And it's like <laughs> that's what I wanted to do in my book. Well, and that's no, I that, mean, that was that's exactly my point. And I almost don't want to bring up another comic, especially a sure. great dead comic. Like I'm likening my thoughts to his. Yeah. Uh, you don't have the diabetes though. So you're straight. What's that? You don't have the diabetes. You're fine. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> well I'm, but it's just part of your setup, right? Yeah. Like yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. you're being explicit in get, saying, okay, he thought of this part of the joke, and you can say that in one line, and yeah. you can move on, and nobody's gonna think twice about it. You know? Okay. Um, yeah. Like, I want to know if that was hacky to bring up a fucking other comic being like, you know, that no. joke he said. Well, check this out. No. Fully, yeah, exactly. That's it, why I have to. Yeah. It would be hacky if you did the setup and the punchline to the same joke. Yeah, like, you're, hey, Patrice O'Neill told this joke once, and then <laughs> so you yeah. just ended there. That'd be hacky. You might be a redneck <laughs> if. Yeah. I'm a 14 year old girl, too. Like you said, suspect is still a large, and you stopped it. I was thinking of saying, you know, and uh, large, she once once found, she'll be commended with a medal for yeah. honorable service to the city. Yeah, and she's not okay. she's not found. Yeah. Please. Any tips on her? Because I owe her a hug and a high five. Yeah. Or something then, like that, yeah. And then also, after the boy, uh, when, then you've got adult longboarder who, one of Pam's people apparently. Um, <laughs> well, okay. electric longboarder. Longboarder, oh. I'm, I'm over longboarders now because of the fucking electric one, so right. now I have like a, somewhere else to put fuck my hate. Okay, never mind. She, okay, good. But I was gonna say, and then I'll also mention like that person being rewarded or something as well, like so you know they you really don't like. Can it. I can I finish that joke that I forgot because I just wrote it today? So, uh, sorry. Electric longboarder was assaulted in broad daylight today on Market Street. A 14-year-old girl then threw him up his st- dorkboard and put the full-grown man over her knee and spanked him until he admitted he's just jealous of all the real skateboarders his girlfriend wishes she was fucking. So that's where my point is, because I'm like a real skateboarder. I fucking I'm, I ruin my body for skateboarding, and all these dudes are just stick going down Market Street like this, just being on a thousand dollar fucking electric skateboard. So I'm trying to write jokes about those fucking dorks, and it's funnier here than when I sit it. So yeah, sorry. Anything else? I have a comment about your closer. I liked it. Uh, I noticed you changed up a little bit. Yeah. Personally, I like it when you said. In previous times, doing this joke. Yeah, that was, that's the thing. I, I literally, I thought I would be able to stretch. I, I wrote two kind of new jokes, whatever. And I thought I'd be able to stretch it out, and I realized um, I, I'm I, like three minutes deep. So I was like, that's why I, I literally asked Pam, like, what do you want to hear? I'm just I, gonna... I, I think that that joke works better with dank nugs as a second yeah. line, just because it seems a little bit more petty than a bomb. Yeah. I yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah, this yeah. joke. I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. I, I, I just like the idea of it being more minuscule than something. Yeah, just dumber fucking yeah. wigger shit, you know? Yeah, like yeah. Fucking dude, bro. What if you treated the whole thing like a setup and then added to it, like, I'm sorry, I'm not even telling you what, but the, um, the if you put on a condom, like, yeah. for example, if you put on a condom for a blowjob, she might need to make <laughs> an appointment to see her dentist. Or, I mean, just, like, go like way further. Yeah. Uh, on the same note uh, with that one you could totally start expanding on it with like 
using deductive reasoning, like I'm bringing my cell phone light out and stuff to get a, to examine the yeah. area because the olfactory glands were picking up something. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure of it. Yeah. Um, and like maybe every time you, you're sick and you have a stuffy nose, it's just condom every time because you can't really investigate. <laughs> All right, all right. No, I just think, again, I wrote these today or whatever, but uh, it's new stuff, and I feel just I got a nug to pawn. And one last thing was uh, the very first thing you said when you got on stage, which was like about not like loving your white privilege because you drive with weed all the time. Yeah. Um, that could be like, I think that could be like an opener, like every time. Like, it doesn't, it, yeah. like, you can just be like, people say, I, I, like, I wish I was black, but I don't wish I was black. And then you could do that joke. And also, it can be something in the Winger Defense League. You know, it could be like the second thing you guys do is, um, you know, uh, get arrested for driving uh, like, <laughs> no. or something like that. And, no, and no. meet actual black people because yeah, they're exactly. in jail. Yeah, exactly. Bring in actual <laughs> black people so that we get pulled yeah, over. Some yeah, some cred. Some street cred. Uh, that one is, is, was like a th- not a throwaway of some. I've done nothing but I've done like 80% Winger jokes. And I really want to mm-hmm. try to cut them out. Well, and th- but, that's, uh, but that's have your way. But for, keep the good ones or whatever. Yeah. And I think that one's funny. Because I want to be one note. But uh, no, I know, and, and that's one thing that's a good tag of all of them. I was just like, like, yeah, you think I want to be black? No. no. Uh, so yeah, thank you. All right. Yay, Tommy McGuire. Keep clapping wildly. Yay. And then keep that clapping as happy and slappy as it can be for your next comedian, Justin Allen. Yay. What's up, guys? How's it going? The, uh... The Bible says that a man should not lay with a man the way that he lays with a woman. That makes sense to me. I totally get that because when I lay with a woman, there's no dick slapping against my tummy. <laughs> when I lay with a man, dick slapping against my tummy. It wasn't guidelines the Bible was laying out. It was just a lesson in biology. That's all. It's just a lesson in dick tummy situations. That's a short one. I should keep shorter probably. Been trying to expand that one. It doesn't really go much farther than dicks and tummies, guys. Dicks and tummies. <laughs> what else? Um, human evolution has been interesting to me. Re- or just evolution in general uh, has been interesting to me lately. Uh, our brains earlier on in human ev- evolution designed a reward system with uh, like dopamine and stuff in there that when we get sugar, that it rewards us with happy feelings and good feelings and positive wonderful feelings inside because we didn't get a lot of sugar uh, in our diets when we were like hunter-gatherers. We would spend like eight hours and then get like a handful of berries unless we spent like an hour beating up a guy who found berries. Um, So we set up a reward system. Flash forward, you know, thousands, thousands of millennia and all that. And we, we haven't ditched that reward system in our brain yet, but we've totally set up like apps that deliver sugar to you uh, just without getting off the couch or anything. We have like, there's Skittles, guys. There's fucking Skittles. You just put them in your mouth and then 80,000 reward centers in your brain go off and it's just there. And we, we, for some reason, we can't shake this wonderful reward system we set up. It's like having a video game that you win by literally pressing a button. But that sounds not very appeasing, right? Imagine every time that you, you, you won the game, you got a blowjob. It's a lot better game now, right? A lot better game. I wouldn't ditch that game either, though. 
Uh, evolution is weird in the animal kingdom. I noticed a lot of people were talking about rape in the animal kingdom. A lot of people were talking about ducks. I'm gonna talk about both. Uh, <laughs> rape is very, very prevalent in the duck community. Um, and has been for long, long deep into their evolution because uh, looking at the, <laughs> the duck and this is gonna get really fucking weird, guys. This is gonna get real weird. Um, Looking at the duck anatomy, uh, the duck vagina uh, is a corkscrew. Uh, it has wrong turns, dead ends, and barbs. Yes, good, good reaction to that. Uh, in in uh, reaction to that, uh, the, the duck penis has had to figure its way out, right? So the duck penis is corkscrewed as well, and uh, every time that a duck has sex, uh, it has to fight it, it, its duck penis past a bunch of uh, catacombs, if you will, of, of just wrong turns, dead ends, and barbs and whatnot. And uh, that's tricky, right? That sounds fucking tricky. A duck vagina sounds fucking, duck sex in general sounds tricky, right? And would you believe that there's an entire movement of human men that think that consent is tricky. <laughs> Fuck a duck. That's tricky. That's real tricky. Got one last thing to say and then I'll, then I'll be done. Um, I was looking at some porn the other day and I like all sorts of porn. I, I kind of, whatever is the flavor of the day. And that day I was looking at BBW porn, uh, Big Beautiful Women, for those who don't know. And uh, I was looking in the comment section, and I noticed there were some people being rather hateful towards the, uh, the female model in the, in the porn I was watching. They were saying things like, uh, you need to lose 100 pounds, or you're setting a, a bad uh, example of, of like, health, and, and you're, it's a bad image, a bad body image, and stuff like that. They were being very hateful towards this beautiful woman, this wonderfully beautiful woman. And I noticed that I only see negative comments like that on BBW porn. You know what porn you absolutely never see? Concerns about health risks? Scat porn. It's a very, very supportive community. Nobody's going on there like, hey, listen up, shit talkers, turd tongues, mush mouths. You could kill people with this. <laughs> My name's Justin now, and you guys are great. Justin Allen, yay! Hep C, it's a real thing. Don't try not to put your mouth on. Don't put your mouth on poo, guys. <laughs> uh, who has comments for Justin Allen? I thought that it was very good, and I love the um, the rape with the jokes, um, the ducks, the um, fuck a duck. That was fuck great. A duck. But I thought it was um, screaming out for an act out for the duck sex. Oh, definitely. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah, I can try that. You could you could go all out. I could. Thank you, yes, that's a good... Ah, fuck. <laughs> ah, fuck. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I, uh, I thought the first joke was good. Um, it, like, it was quick. And then the last two jokes, like, I thought the punchlines that you got to were really good, but it just took so long to get there. Figure out a shorter without, round. N not even that you need to shorten it up, it's just... 
you can throw jokes in. So, like, for instance, when you're talking about the duck vagina having, like, uh, pass- passageways to nowhere and barbs, and, like, that made me think of the Windsor... Uh, uh, the, uh, you know oh, what the oh, Mystery oh, House yeah, in mystery San Jose. House? Yeah, yeah. like, it's the Mystery House. Yeah, the, the Winchester, yeah. The Winchester Mystery House, that's yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was a haunted duck vagina at yeah, one point. exactly. <laughs> there were stairways to nowhere and, you know, floors... If that, that duck down. vagina had never invented that gun... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, see, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like... You can get to those punchlines later and just like have a short explanation of like, you know, duck rape is rampant in the duck community as it turns out. And and like I was also thinking like you could be making just veiled comments about like rape culture in like human rape culture and just call it duck rape culture. And you can make, you know, talk about things that are clearly about humans, but make them about ducks. Right. Yeah. And like okay. that, that tension right there. You could make a um, a fake fraternity that was like D U C, be like Delta Alpha, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's like the, the duck, duck fraternity. Rate. They're yeah. they're <laughs> attending <laughs> pit bull concerts and stuff. And yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good idea. Does anyone have any other suggestions for Justin Allen? This killer set, killer duck rape set. Yeah, Justin Allen, keep it going, crap it. Uh, we have a couple more comedians. Our last comedian, he, our, our next, we have a couple more comedians left. But the one who's up next was just giving great commentary, uh, and he's inside the booth right now. He's gonna run outside and be hilarious. Put your hands together. It's Bo Troxclair. Yay! What's up, guys? All right, all right. So let's let's get these jokes started. Um, so I'm afraid. I, I never tried ketchup when I was growing up on my french fries. Like, I didn't try it until I was, like, 19 years old. And then when I did try it, I fucking loved it, and I couldn't get enough of it. And I'm just afraid that anal sex is, like, the same way, right? <laughs> that I haven't tried it up till now, but, like, as soon as I try it, I won't be able to get enough of it. Like, I'm afraid that anal gay sex is like roller coasters, you know? It's like something that seems scary, but then you go on it once, and you go on it five more times, like, the rest of the day. Being gays like ketchup, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, when people, does anybody here have uh, a friend that they think is gay? Yeah, okay, a friend that, that hasn't admitted it to themselves even yet, right? Like that's the beauty of gaydar, right? Is like you could, it, it doesn't matter whether or not you were right, in your mind you will always be right, right? Like that person could get married to a woman and you just be like, oh no, it won't last, right? Like, that person could die, and you'd be at their funeral, and you'd just be like, oh, man, it's a shame he could never live his life honestly. I don't know. I'm angry with black friends. Black friends of mine who get angry at their white friends for asking them if something is racist, right? Like, I never ask, because I know the answer is probably, you know? Now that you asked, at least, right? But I'm just saying, like, what, what, what do they want us to do? Want us to ask other white people? Like, that's, that's not a, a recipe for anti-racism. Like, I just don't understand. No, um, black people have good horror movie senses. You guys ever know that? Like, I think that's why, or ever noticed that? Like, that's why I think they yell at the screen in movie theaters, because they have good sense for it. It's also why, but I get tired of like people complaining about the racism in horror movies of like black people dying first. Like I think the reason they die first is twofold. One, because they have good horror movie senses. You can't keep them around or they're gonna <laughs> defeat the villain, right? The other reason is that, yeah, 
horror movie villains are racist, right? Like they're already okay with murder. Why wouldn't they be okay with like a little racism on top of that? I just don't get it. Um, let's see here. Republicans, uh, have you guys ever noticed that the states that go red during presidential elections line up perfectly with the trail of tears? It's true, it's true. And then maybe you think, oh, well, maybe Republicans are just a Native American curse on our nation, poltergeisting and punishing white people for the cultural indiscretions of our past, you know? It's just a theory, guys, just a theory. Um, I think it's unfair the way that questions are posed in presidential elections, you know? Like, I think it's just as, when it comes to, like, debates, the question is just as important as the answer, right? So, like, for instance, uh, Jenny Roberts has talked about how every, um, Every arms deal that uh, went through during the Clinton or during the Obama administration, those countries gave to the Clinton Foundation. People never ask about that shit, but they always ask about fucking Benghazi, right? It's always about Benghazi. Like, that's what they care about. You guys remember the conspiracy or like the, uh, the kerfuffle that happened over Benghazi? Like, it just, it was strange to me, because I remember that people, Republicans are very angry. They're like, oh, I can't believe the Obama administration allowed this to happen. I remember Dick Cheney, he was on Meet the Press. He's like, I can't believe the Obama administration allowed this to happen. And the interviewer was just like, well, Mr. Cheney, weren't there some embassies bombed under the Bush administration? Which is right, there fucking were. But Dick Cheney, stone-faced, looks back at him, he's just like, yes, but we were always ready on 9-11. Like, except that one time, right? Like, there was that one time when you guys were really not ready on 9-11, right? It's just this like this cognitive dissonance I don't get. I remember I was driving through North Carolina one time and uh, I saw this truck and on the back of the truck there was a sticker that said, uh, what was it, uh, it said, Marines one, Bin Laden zero. Like, I don't know what game we're playing, guys, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't a shutout, right? Like there was some points put up by the other side, like at least, at least two, right? Like a two to one, Obama's favor. Okay, I'll, I'll leave on this one. So I was getting on the train the other day and I had this really interesting experience. I got on the train and I looked and there was about half the train that was full and half the train had no one on it except one black dude who was sitting in the like facing each other cars, right? And I walk over and I, uh, he, he's like in, you know, he like has a blanket over him, he has a walker in front of him. Doesn't look like he's doing that great. He kind of smells. And I walk up to him and I'm just like, hey man, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, why? He looks out the window, he's like real angry about it. And I was like, I don't know, man, I was just seeing if you're okay. You know, he didn't respond, he just looks out the window. And we keep going on the train and eventually people are coming on and they look at us and they look at the other direction and they sit on the other side of the train. Eventually some people are even walking past us and going to other train cars because they don't want to sit next to us. And eventually this woman comes on and she comes and she sits behind me and I'm just like, you know, good for her. And then, as right as she sits down, the doors close, the train starts moving, and this guy shits all over himself. Just like 15 seconds of shit, just <laughs> About seven seconds in, the smell hits our nostrils, and she gets up, immediately walks out of the car, okay? And I'm just sitting there thinking, what if this dude was God, right? Like, that's the first thought that comes into my mind. Because if I was God, that's exactly where I would be. I would be sitting covered in my own shit on the BART, waiting for someone to have the fucking courage to come over and help me, right? 
And so I kept on thinking about this the entire bike ride home and eventually I get up and I decide that I have to do something and so I walk over to him and I'm like, hey man, get the fuck up! What the hell is wrong with you? Infinite cosmic power and you're sitting here covering your own shit on the BART train? What the fuck is wrong with you? I want you to get up right now and fucking walk. And you know what he did, guys? He died. Yeah, he... He died. Yeah, I thought it was the shock initially, but the paramedics came and said he died halfway through the train. That was why he shit all over himself. But anyway, my name's Botrox Claire. Thank you guys very much. Yay! Botrox Claire! There are dead men in your wake. Uh, hey everybody, Botrox Claire's jokes. What do you think? I think you had an amazing set. I always think you sell everything. You can sell anything. You could sell an igloo to the Eskimos. I would buy it. I'm down. Right, but what I'm saying is that's why they would buy another one from him. They would buy it as a timeshare. They trade it for bark. Uh, you know, like she's saying, great set. I have no nothing to add to your shit. Uh, besides, uh, with the ketchup anal thing, you you said anal sex. Somehow make it gay anal sex because at, you're like, oh, if I try anal sex with. I immediately thought it was with a woman, mm. and he'd be super oh, into it. Oh, I see. What so you're the saying. joke is that, like, you know, maybe I like getting fucked in the ass, or, or just, or fucking a dude as in the ass. As I say, yeah, getting fucked in the ass. I yeah, think that's exactly. That's, that's that will sell because, like, it took me a second. I was like, well, yeah, it was awesome, you know, or you know, whatever. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, the joke is okay, he, and all that. Just it was literally three words you could put in there, and it it sells it. Okay. Or it gets to that point. Otherwise, fucking real, real good. Stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we were all just discussing that uh, Justin Allen, uh, not to take away from your set, but Justin Allen's Portals open mic runs now the second Monday of the month, uh, every month. It's only once a month, and it's the second Monday of the month at, uh, at West Portal. You just take that West Portal train, get out, walk. To, it's right next door to the, to the uh, Wells Fargo. Go to Portals on West Portal. Second Monday of the month, go see Justin Allen's room. Yay, yay. And now about, back to more of Botox Claire's jokes. Yay. I think, I think we're good now, right? Are we good? Well, everyone needs to come and see Botrox Claire's show yeah, the second Wednesday of the month it's here. Actually next, next Wednesday. It's actually or this, Wednesday. this coming yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, you have now. a great lineup. It's really rad to see all the people. It's called Feedback Loop. Uh, you guys can uh, text in and make fun of the comedians while they're on stage, and the texts will show up behind them on stage. It'll be a lot of fun. So come to that and clap again wildly for Botrox Claire. Yay! And then yay, yay! Uh, we have two comedians left here on the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm every Monday from 6 to 8. It's a Joke Workshop, yes! Our next comedian is an incredibly funny man. I don't know what he's going to work on because he's so fucking funny. Like, all of his jokes always seem so polished to me. Uh, but he's going to do his shit and you guys are going to comment what you have to say. Put your hands together. It's the very funny Leo Zinger. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Hey. Thanks, everyone here. How are you? Um, I was uh, I was walking down the street today, and I saw this uh, uh, Tesla exhibit. Have you guys seen that uh, before? Like they're on the roadside, and there's a couple of salespeople just on the you know downtown San Francisco, and uh, I want I really wanted to buy a Tesla, and uh, but it's really fucking. Uh, because it's super fast, it's really great car, but it's also very expensive. Uh, 
I, I don't think I can afford it. Like, this is how expensive uh, it is. This is how like it can go from you can go from zero to uh, sixty grand in debt in about like three point five seconds flat. That's really fucking quick. That's how expensive it is. I uh, I was thinking about. Uh, oh yeah, I was uh, just fucking around on YouTube and I found this clip about this guy. There's only all these weird talented people like this guy who can play a piano with his dick. Have you ever seen anything like that? This is real. You can YouTube it. This guy apparently uh, was able to do that, and then he, he uh, fucking puts on concert concerts like the shows on this, and uh, people pay to see him to see that shit. So I'm always impressed uh, with people who can do anything with their dick other than peeing and fucking. I think <laughs> I think is very impressive because it is my favorite thing, and those are the only two things I can do with it. And uh, plus, I would like I I, I would think uh, in order to play the piano, uh, even practice, you would have to like practice real hard. I mean, like literally, <laughs> you have to practice it hard. Um, it'd be like people asking you, "Hey, how's the practice going?" Be like, "Yeah, yeah, I practice real, real hard every day. <laughs> it's the only way to be to get good, you know." Uh, <laughs> I uh, I was thinking about uh, I don't date young women anymore because uh, I'm in my 40s and young women the thing about young women is uh, I found out they don't know what they want really that's the thing about them and by the time like they figured out they really want my penis it's already too late <laughs> I've already moved on you know uh, So the 9-11 thing, uh, it's weird. Like people, like uh, I, I've been thinking about this NRA thing. Like they're they're talking always talking about the guns don't kill people. You know, I was like, if if your guns don't kill people, there's something wrong with your guns. You got, you got to fix those guns because uh, they should kill people. Like if I fucking, I'll just. You know, take up your gun and be like, bang, oh, see, he's dead. Now, what's your argument there? 